open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind He knows how to and Sean yeah. I had another bit I wrote earlier But now the setup is gone What was the setup? Let me bring the setup uh, back I will so, No, you can't But I'll just yes, I'll I do can. the bit anyways And it'll be funny Because I was just like this is Kyle Collins with NPR's new show, My Neighbor's Dogs Are Fucking Barking. Well, I quit this show. Because <laughs> fuck NPR. Just kidding. I don't quit. It's just funny, too, because uh, <laughs> here and then uh, on the rare occasions when, like, some of my buddies that I play games with, when we hop on Discord compared to using the in-game chat, they always say... That I have my NPR voice, and I'm like, it's not. It's just my condenser mic compared to my shitty PlayStation headphone mic. Oh, what does it, your PlayStation mic just make you sound like a a wily squirrel? Not like that. They, it just sounds like crap and tinny, like probably pretty much how you sounded to me and Brooks earlier. Yeah, which before you fixed your mic, which trying to get some stuff to work like that. Like I finally got mine, my 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 condenser mic to work across pretty much everything but that takes some digging around in the settings to get that working right because sometimes the games yeah, like games just don't like looking for it or it just doesn't like recognize it i have to uh if i want to play recognize. certain games on my uh bluetooth headset i have to fully disable my other wireless headset with a built-in mic or else this one doesn't pick up the signal for whatever reason. Even if this one is turned off, I have to disable it in the settings, like, or else it just doesn't recognize. Yeah. These Annoying. are such first world problems. I know, right? Go through. Can you imagine all of those kids over in, like, <laughs> Uzbekistan yeah. have that it? have told me to fuck my mom that don't even have a, a headset, and so I have to hear their radio and their TV in the background? Inconsider. I mean, fucking... Poor ass kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. That's cracking me up. My phone won't recognize me wearing a headset. This is so weird. It'll recognize me with foot long hair, glasses, everything. Put a headset on my head. It doesn't know who I am. To do like what? The face unlock? Yeah. Oh, there we go. The six times the charm. You just had to hit it with the blue steel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The football game's about to start. Give it the, so give like, it the smolder. Eh. Yeah. yeah. Fox smolder. Ooh. Eh? Eh? That's befitting for this spookular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apps of flute and doing. What's new with you guys? Uh, uh, no I just... Guys. I went and got my... Uh, so... I traded. I got rid of my uh, Prius not too long ago. Why? Uh, because it had a part going bad on it that was taking forever to find, and I was just like, "Yeah, you know what? Someone will have an easier time trying to find a uh, or messing with a used part or a junk part that is a little bit more mechanically inclined than I am." So I sold it. True. And I bought a 2002 Subaru Outback off my father. Damn, nice, dude. And it's a uh, five-speed five uh, stick shift. Oh, shit. So, I, you know, I was like, all right, it's been a while since I had uh, driven a manual. And uh, I had my two of my older teenagers with me when I first got it. And that was an interesting thing. Also, side note, <laughs> the engine was is not the original engine. The body of the car has about 500,000 miles. Current engine probably has about... Uh, 180,000 miles. So. It's, it's well a vehicle. Yeah. Um, did you, did you kill it and your, your kids made fun of you? Uh, I killed it in the middle of a, in the middle of a uh, highway, tried to turn left. <laughs> Oof. So they were more panicked than making fun of me. <laughs> and they can't talk because they don't know how to drive a stick at all. Dad, get out of here. Yeah. I haven't. remember that moment for the rest of their lives though. Oh, yes. Well, it's already to the point. My oldest is like kind of scared of it, and uh, for good reason. Um, because initially, too, 
the clutch was not uh, not tight, and neither was the stick shift. In fact, the stick shift got so bad that I couldn't hit first gear anymore, and occasionally right. couldn't Start hit reverse. Second, baby. Yeah. So, but I got it back today. Tom, don't you drive a manual too? Oh yeah. I've yeah, never had anything but a manual. Yeah. I got it back tonight it and it felt like, you know, someone gave that stick shift a blue pill because it is rock solid oh. now, baby. <laughs> it's all firm and stiff, huh? Oh, yeah. I was like, <clears throat> man, it's like driving a I, uh, new car almost. You guys Don't are forget, guys, so bluetooth.com slash exp grind. 10% off. Free shipping. Yeah. We'll sell their shit, but I'll make fun of their CEO all the time if we do, because fuck that guy. <laughs> well, there goes that, that sponsorship. Was the shortest lived sponsorship ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Yep. Woo! Give us that money. I like this uh this cardigan you're rocking here, Shawnee. Or is that a full on sweater? Oh, uh, it's a cardigan. Oh, it's beautiful, man. I love that. You know what it is? It's Neville's sweater from Harry Potter, the last Is one. Is that what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was almost going to guess the dude, but I was like, he doesn't have anything that elaborate. No. Yeah. But Neville, I could see. Neville Longbottom. He had the uh, the, the greatest glow up in Harry Potter history. The yeah. real chosen one. That dude, uh, well, I'm just saying, dude got hot. Hey. For real. He, he, from what he, he pulled, started out as? He pulled full ugly duckling on us. <laughs> he sure did, man. Man, that uh, kid was busted. Like, right? I was, I was I gonna tiptoe around that guy. and not be mean, but that kid was rank. I think you can be mean now because he did totally outgrow it, and even he's like, "Yo, I don't know how, what, whatever." <laughs> I really hope there's nobody listening that's like, "Man," because everybody that's listening right now probably has kids. Take a cold, hard look at your kid, mm-hmm. and if they look like a young Neville Longbottom realize that there are two possible outcomes here either one you're gonna full full on straight up phil hartman him in the middle of the night or he's gonna grow up to be pretty hot oh <laughs> ow you gotta let you gotta let that phil hartmaning play out though yeah i don't <laughs> i don't know where that came from that yeah. got really dark and really was, aggressive out of nowhere. it was terrible phil hartman. I remember that was like the first uh, celebrity death that really affected me because I liked him a lot as a kid. I loved yeah. him on news radio. and uh, Caveman lawyer. I remember my mom telling me, and I was like really, really sad by it. That was like the first celebrity death that affected me. Brooks, who was the first uh, celebrity death that affected you? Oh, that is a good question. I think probably mine was Eddie Guerrero. Um, How old were you when that happened? Seven. Actually, for me, it would have been Owen Hart. Oh, I just turned 18. Because Owen Hart Owen was Hart. like... I remember when... Owen Hart was like right when I had just like started high school. Mm. I remember yeah. Owen Hart, but like... And I watched wrestling, but like I didn't know anything... Like, I didn't, and so it didn't really impact. I just knew a wrestling oh, guy. It, I didn't even re- remember who he was. It so. Im- yeah. it impacted me because he was like one of my favorite wrestlers at the time too, because mm-hmm. it was just like he had, you know, just started coming back. Was tag teaming with Jeff Jarrett a lot at that time, and they were a pretty good tag team oh. together. No, I lied. I'm pretty sure Jim Varney died before Eddie Guerrero, and that hit me. Yeah, that or Jim Varney was like 2007, 2008. Whichever one was first. Yeah, I think it was Guerrero. I think Jim Varney, he got three. No, he only got two Toy Stories done. Yeah. I th- Maybe he only got one. Yeah, because oh, the two. second one still came two. out in the 90s. Yeah, he died in 2000. Yeah, yeah 2000. In 2000. Okay. So that was my wow. first one. Man, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I did love Ernest, too. And but. Eddie Guerrero was 2005. Yep. October 2005? Mm-hmm. No, I do remember... Maybe I didn't get bothered by it as much, because I remember when Pee Wee got busted for cranking it, and I I had no idea what he got arrested for. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> I, I was a kid. I didn't know. I always thought... Well, man, even as a kid, like that was the joke, because... Well, 
I don't know if you guys ever did this, but even back when we we're in like second or third grade, we like sex was the dirtiest word you could oh, say. Oh, for sure. For like, sure. You oh, would yeah. just have to whisper S-E-X. Yep. You know, you couldn't say the word. You always just had to spell it out. Always snicker when someone was wearing Adidas anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, to this day, I judge people because I'm like, don't you guys know what that stands for? I say, yeah, because it's true. <laughs> Man. That I own that. I own that. Puma boy. What was I going to say about... Oh, I remember looking up all the dirty words in the dictionary. Shit's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do remember the, the times of the whispered S-E-X. I remember looking up condom in the dictionary because I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, a good yeah. word right there. I, uh, that's a good one. I didn't have to do a lot <laughs> of that stuff because my parents, at an early age, uh, stand-up comedy had been very popular in sure. my household. Um, my mom... Uh, back when I had first started talking, made the mistake of letting me stay up and watch uh, Richard Pryor stand up. So nearly okay, nice. every other word out, out of my mouth the entire next day was motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. That's nice. Very nice. My youngest, my youngest nephew does shit like that, too, because he's the youngest. So, you know, parents start to check out around then anyways. My sister has a mouth like me. And he'll get really pissed sometimes, and he'll just be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, three? That shit's hilarious. What the fuck? Um, What else was I going to say? Intro topics. How the weeks... What did I do this week? What did you do this week? Nothing really too exciting. I'm doing a charity event this weekend, though. One of two I'll be doing, of course, because I got the 24-hour stream uh, every year as well. But I'm doing the, uh, I mentioned it a while ago, The uh, it's a Cast for Kids event where we raised money for uh, special needs kids. And uh, we're taking them all fishing Saturday, so that'll be a wild time. Okay. Mm, all right. Nice. Sean, what is the over-under no. on uh, Kyle getting a fish hook stuck in his hand bro i don't even know how to answer that there's there is a chance here's the thing i i do have like gloves that i wear because i'm very i'm terrified (laughs) of that exact thing happening and uh the over under is so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) yes how do you even uh, give that a stat (laughs) <laughs> what what have you won this week on uh, on tennis? Let's let's delve into that real quick. Uh, only like a hundred bucks. I'm really trying to swizzle swazzle out a little bit. I yeah. went. I got. I won pretty big on football on Sunday, and then just kind of, Whoa. you know, trying not to. I could feel myself getting pulled into it a little bit. Too, too much, hard. sure. Yeah, yep. so I definitely had to pump the brakes and pull out. But like right now, it's Thursday night. I have a couple things riding on this Chiefs Broncos game. But I mean, oh, Chiefs are gonna absolutely smash the Broncos, and if they don't, this is gonna sound real fucking bad tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I have nothing but pride uh, riding on nearly anything, and it was really bad Sunday evening as I am a Cowboys fan. Oh, oof. I mean. You can just suffer, dude. I suffered for a long time as a as a Miami fan. Like I'm gonna take this year and just fucking run with it, man. Oh, dude, and you might as well. Out for like the next four weeks. Yeah, that's fine. They still got like another nine explosive O line players. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Betting, betting on the betting, the bettings. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, how to bet ha- on the bets? Um, nice. Uh, I did have uh a thought, and uh, okay. that is, I, I would like you guys to join me because I have such sights to show you. Oh, <gasps> Ooh. boys! Uh, yeah. In the last couple of weeks. 
I've watched the first two Hellraisers for the first time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I watched okay. this. I watched Hellraiser 2 over the weekend. I nice. actually watched, I watched uh, the the original 2 uh, this afternoon while I was doing trainings. Oh, nice. Yeah, I watched the first one like two weeks ago, two, two and a half weeks ago. The second one over the weekend. And then this one that we're talking about earlier today. Mm-hmm. And boy, do I have some thoughts. That's a lot of Hellraiser, dog. Yeah. 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 I'm a, uh... I, start, I watched the new one last night. And then the original two while I was doing training today. And I'd probably continue on with as much of the series as I can find. I'll probably continue on as well. Uh, Brooks, I got to ask you. You watched one, two, and the newest one. And I will say... On most of the ranker sites that you can go to that ranks like the best Hellraisers, these three movies are the top three. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think was the best? Uh, you personally. <clears throat> Me personally. Uh, two, one, and the 2022. All right. Kyle, how would you rank them? The exact order that came out, 1-2-2022. I love the first movie so fucking much. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of my all-time faves. All right. What about you, buddy? This one, and then you can toss the other two in a trash can. Fair enough. A lot of, it's, it's a rough <laughs> one to get into from now. It's, they're very... If, I don't want to say low budget, but they were definitely not, they weren't high art. <laughs> well, I, it's not even that they're not high budget. I can get behind and appreciate the low budgetiness of it, but I appreciated this movie because it actually had a story. <laughs> the, I will also give you like the first one and the second one, especially is super hard to follow, but that's because of writing issues. Cause the guy that played, mm-hmm. uh, Frank refused to come, not Frank, the Larry, the dad, mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. refused to come back for part two. So they like, we're rewriting that one a lot. And that one is even more disjointed. But I mean, I've watched number one a lot and it does have some just glaring narrative issues where like, you just kind of get told that the mom and the brother used to bang and it's like, oh, so we're just going to believe that they're deeply it's it's, it's got some issues um there's like said, jump cuts when it comes to filming yeah. something but that movie was jump cuts when it came to telling a story <laughs> yeah it was crazy yeah. and okay i say strange to the trash can i don't mean that because i did enjoy them and i want to continue on with the series but it was a refreshing it, it was very refreshing to watch this movie today i'll say that the uh, the original Cenobites, of course, are uh, very heavy into leather. And would you boys be shocked to know that Clive Barker is a huge homosexual? Um, I mean, I never would have thought about that. No, <laughs> I didn't. The, yeah, the leather no. bondage and all that didn't give it to you. No. Yeah, I mean, I know a, a whole bunch of people who are into bondage and leather that aren't homosexuals. <laughs> I just know the leather daddy scene, mostly from Arrested Development. Mm, that's What's fair. something that says leather daddy or Tad likes leather? Did you, you notice pinhead? in this one that like everybody's genitals are cut off and removed with locks? Uh, and you see it happened at the end of the movie, actually. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Dude was hanging dong at the start. That was fucking awesome. Digital dong. He was hanging. He was um, he was. Full on Doctor Manhattan at that point. Oh, <laughs> yes, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Hellraiser twenty twenty two. I want to say off the bat, this was very, very reminiscent of another uh, soft reboot of a once uh, male led series that got rebooted with a female that I think also uh, pretty well honored. The, the source material. And the other movie I'm referring to is Evil Dead. Uh, that got a soft reboot a few years ago, and I really, really liked that movie. Um, I haven't seen that, but I have seen that. That is streaming, and it is on my list to watch this season. You should, We've, man. That's, that's high marks, man. 
we've been trying to watch a a horror movie like every night. Sure. Like that we're together. And so was this one of them or did you watch this one solo? Uh, The original plan was to watch this one together, but I she watched ended up watching it last night and I watched it. I was pretty I wasn't feeling that great last night. So I stayed in. She watched it. I watched it this afternoon. I watched it yesterday afternoon as well, but I'd seen it before because, again, I'm a big fan of all You'd the Hellraisers. Seen Hell Ra- it before? Not say all of the Hellraisers because uh, at a certain point, even I stopped watching. I'll be honest; I have not seen all of them, but I've seen more than most people have. I've seen all the. Mm-hmm. I've seen up to four. Yeah, I've seen all the way up through six, I believe. You've got like another seventeen to go, Brooks. Yeah. There's a lot. Oh, I know. There is a lot. They milk the shit out of this series more than any other slasher series. Yeah, and at some point um, they got rid wild. of... Uh, uh, what's his D face? Bat- yeah. Or Bradley, whatever. I can't... I always say D. Bradley Baker, but that's the voice of Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> Penhead is played by... Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Yes. There. Yep. I knew it. See, I knew Bradley was in there and a D. But yeah. Of course, uh, it is reprised by Jamie Clayton in this movie. I believe. Another, uh, yes. I like the, the meta casting there, too, because she is a trans actress, in case you didn't know that. And, and uh, in the original but, yeah. writings of the Hellbound Heart, the, uh, I believe they... Hell Priest. Hell Priest, that they call, call them, is... Yep. A rather androgynous looking is, yeah. is how it was described. I, okay, I'm just going to jump right into it. I loved, loved uh, her casting as as the Hell Priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I loved the look. Absolutely loved the look. Like, the body look was so cool. The double locks on, on, the, uh, on the throat, her face, her... Uh, Yes, very androgynous, so it's got very feminine facial features, but also a almost a masculine voice mm-hmm. that came out, like a, a hauntingly masculine with like touches of femininity. Dude, it was guys. It I did, fucking love that did, casting. Did Pinhead justice? Like yeah. it was, it was a very good recast. And I'd like to go ahead and just touch on the uh, designs. Of the Cenobites in this movie were pretty damn good. They were awesome. I was I was impressed, and that's been one of the things that they've had pretty well. I did like the sort of return of uh, Chatterbox a little bit. The Chatterer, mm-hmm. yeah. I've always called him Chatterbox, so sure. But yeah, the chatterer. Uh, that he was. I mean, he was always a mainstay. Kind of missed not seeing uh, Butterball, but you know. Yeah. Did Butterball? Uh, really, did he really go past? So like, all these guys were absolutely obliterated in number two. Are they brought back in subsequent films? They make new ones, but they eventually do come back. Yeah, they Butterball okay. plays part. He's kind of like. He's one of the central ones. He's one of the. Yeah. He's the right hand man, typically. Almost, yeah. In the comics, he does even more. Mm-hmm. In the comics, apparently, what's her face becomes the new Hellraiser or the new Hell Priest. What's her face the, from the first two movies? Christy. Mm-hmm. Christy, yeah, she becomes the. Uh, the angel. The, yeah, the new Hell Priest. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking cool. I want to read really, those. I appreciated the fact. Uh, because one thing Hellraiser does, le- that that leather dates it so bad to the 80s and 90s. And I love yeah. that they just completely negated the leather and everything is done with their own flesh, which adds more layers to like everything being flayed and being in constant pain. Yeah. yeah. I was, it, they had I was a, about um, to say, it being flayed in different directions yeah, to almost look techno, like its clothing. Techno-organic yeah. look. Because they all had yeah. that... Uh, machinery pieces of it that looked like pieces of the box mm-hmm. in them. So another thing that I really liked, and then we can get into actually making sense of this movie to folks that haven't seen it. I liked that the box 
like it's more than just there's more explanation given to the box than just like, oh, solve the box, you know, and mm-hmm. you just see somebody fiddle with it for a couple of seconds like you see in. Well, I've only seen the first two movies, so the first two movies. And this one, you know, there's the different configurations and each person that's, you know, cut and killed and, you know, taken by the Cenobites unlocks another configuration. And once you have unlocked the final configuration, you can get a a reward, you know, a monkey's paw reward from, you know, Leviathan. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I, I loved the fact that there was actual, like this was something that they were trying to solve, and you know everybody's played with a puzzle box or different puzzles. But what happens if every time you complete something, a blade shoots out and tries to cut you, and that marks you? Like that was a that was a cool concept to me, and I think what just helped elevate it for me above the other the other flicks. It's one of the instances where like a sequel or a soft reboot, uh, you actually have so much lore that's been built up over the previous 17 movies that you can really pick and choose kind of a lot from it and expand upon it. Because, yeah, when uh, he kind of wrote the Telltale Heart, the Lament configuration, is it's just a MacGuffin-style thing that uh, it's it's sort of explored more as the series goes on. But then... You come into the effect of like different directors adding different things and interpreting things different ways, but uh, having it all come together with like, and then of course the generic uh, study the notebook, read and learn what all these are, but it, it makes it easy to digest as the as the viewer. It does give a lot more context. You it kind of spells out basically what each configuration is for and what it represents, and they all sort of make sense in that regard. Um, yeah. It's kind of cool too. I I like the creature designs. Um I just it feels a little harder to distinguish one of the things I do like about the original Hellraiser is that you kind of understand what the big sin that the person committed was based on the Cenobite they get turned into. It's a little more vague with the newer designs. Um Although I feel like the the smoker one had to do something with like arson or like burning up something because mm-hmm. they they were of course constantly weeping like tar and shit mm-hmm. and that was a uh, I like that the fucking things were stuck in its eyeballs that shit was metal as hell hell yeah They're, like everything was skewered in this. Mm-hmm. I like the one that was uh, constantly gasping because it had something that was stretched over its face. That was. I think that one was called cool. the Asphyx. Okay, what was the, the one that looked the like one... it had the halo? That's the that's the gasp, I believe. She has her neck flayed open. Yes. Yeah, and she's yeah. kind of the second right hand person to the uh, the pinhead in this one. Although I think they've. They they do call her just Hell Priest in this, don't they? Yeah, I think or so. Do they call her no. Pinhead? Or, oh no, yeah, yeah. Her... In this movie, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the credits, she's credited as Pinhead. <laughs> oh, is she okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do call her Hell Priest for story purposes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, what did you call her? The Gasper. The Gasp. Yeah. The Gasp. Yo, her method of torture at the end of the movie, it- I loved with the razor wire oh yeah oh that was so sick it wasn't even it wasn't even razor wire it was just really tight wire yeah Uh, i'm not gonna lie this feels weird to say but like them were some attractive demons (laughs) (laughs) like i get you i get you 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 picking Uh, up what i'm putting down the gas was pretty hot that kind of works for me too. The uh, uh, I'm I'm not I'm a big fan of androgyny. I don't know why. Uh, so a lot of it, yeah, I, I get you there. Yeah, uh, I also really like. There's one that makes a brief appearance, who's sort of an homage to Frank from the original one. They called him the Mask, I think, and he's the one where like, it's just like 
a piece of tubing and like a face stretched over it with like eye holes in the mouth hole, but it still talks. That was really cool. I like that yeah. design a whole mm-hmm. lot. Yep. Oh man. Well, I mentioned that this movie actually like has a fleshed out story and uh, it starts with uh, this lady going to pick up a, a a box over in, I believe in Serbia from this guy. It's this transaction and she's picking up basically uh, the the box, the puzzle box for the lament configuration, the lament f- configuration for Roland Vaught. Voigt, 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 Roland Voigt, who lives in a mansion in the Berkshires. He does. Yeah. And so that was pretty cool. I popped when that popped up too, by the way, of course. Hell yeah. I I was literally like, uh, was it Leonardo? I was like, hey, hey, oh, the point means, (laughs) That's That's Sean's place. Hey. (laughs) which is dope because it's like yeah you hear that this is a place where like celebrities live and you people hear of the berkshires but it's never like front and center in anything so it was really cool to see that um even though they shot literally nothing here it's all in serbia where she went originally they just shot it all there yeah it doesn't matter at all but anyways we get our first uh our first insight into voight who basically get somebody to like solve a configuration on this box, knowing that it's going to mark him for the Cenobites to come get him, which will actually be the last configuration that he needed to complete the puzzle that he had to receive a reward, which we'll get into later because they think he dies this whole time. Let's fast forward six years when we have a recovering addict riley who's living with her brother matt and colin uh she's hooking up with this dude trevor who she met in getting plowed i've normally talked about uh generally like my growing discomfort with sex scenes in movies uh rare case where i do feel it is applicable here uh based on the subject matter and what all the it's all about sinning and all the deadly sins Lust is the main story behind one and two. This one is not lust, which I also appreciated. But yeah, you got to have people boning in a Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only place that you're even going to be able to get into it. Because next thing you know, th- she's out stealing this box with Trevor because she- he had a little bit of uh, intel that there's this warehouse that's got goods. They get the box. He's How like, convenient. Yo. Yo, what's up with it? I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, whoa. Hmm. Okay, this is what they went for? Whatever. So she's fiddling it with it after getting kicked out of her place by her brother. She goes, she takes a handful of pills, which is her drug of choice. And hmm. uh, she ends up like solving a configuration of it. And her brother gets cut on it. Now, this just opens up a whole new world. A whole new world. This was a uh, a nice little touch, but like I said, it's also very reminiscent of Evil Dead because Evil Dead is also based on a girl who has substance abuse problems who's struggling with getting clean, and she's fighting her own demons that way. Uh, it's it's a nice, easy-to-follow story narrative. Um, mm-hmm. And it does set us up for... Some tough love, baby. Yeah. So her brother ends up getting cut, goes into the bathroom where he is immediately taken by some Cenobites. Um, We've seen little glimpses here and there of uh, them popping up, flashes. She's seeing some in the distance. Uh, You know, that was meant for her kind of thing. The box starts to change. And from there, a kind of a mad race starts as people start getting cut by the thing. Uh, It starts changing. It starts uh, invading their lives. She needs to find a way to get her brother back, which leads to some research on Voight goes and sees the lady who picked up. She was kind of his assistant, Voight's assistant. What the hell was her name? Starts Uh, with an M. Manaker. Manaker. Hey, I was right. 
Yeah, so they end up bringing the box to Maneker, being like, hey, what's the deal with this thing? And she's like, oh, my God, that's you no bueno, that. man. No. And she ends up getting cut. Of course. And then she gets fucked up by some Cenobites. They realize that's a deal. Realize they got to go to Voight's place, where, surprise, this place is, like, turned into a fortress. It's not. It's a cage. Uh, Yeah. And... We find out that Voight is still alive. Um, he actually told Trevor where to go find the thing and start killing people. Been because, a setup the whole time. Because when he won, he wanted to get. He wanted it wasn't pleasure. It, it was, was pleasure. sensation. Was that what? It, yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he chose the sensation because he's felt all the pleasures that man can offer. He needed more sensations. In his life. So they rigged up a device to Voight's chest that runs the nerves in his body through a grinder. Every just starts tugging his nerves in different directions to cause him insane pain all the time so that he always is able to get some sensations. Like you said, it's a real monkey's paw situation. So he's got to get it solved again. To trap them and blackmail the Leviathan into taking it off of them. That's all he wants. All he right, wants boys. to be free from it. And uh, he comes to find out, ain't nothing free, baby. Um, nope. nope. You mentioned the brother too. getting... What's, what's that, Brooksy? I said he changes his wish, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you mentioned uh, homeboy, the brother, getting all all torn to shreds in the bathroom, but we don't see it, but we hear it. And I wanted to comment on both his and Joey at the start when he's getting fucked up. Like both those are really good acting, man. Those dudes are really selling like whatever, like that it's actually in pain. They're not just like mindlessly screaming. Like there is, it's very well done, man. Both them. And also I want to bring up Nora who. I don't oh, know yeah. why I don't know exactly who that is. Is that She's like... She's the roommate. She made tacos. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nora, her... Man, that was hard to watch. When she is kind of oh. going through the walls, yeah. and you actually have Voight jab her in the back For with the, the box, and she gets taken to the labyrinth, and... Dude, when she gets hooked, okay, she gets hooked and then Hellpriest is behind her and leans her back and takes one of the pins from her head and pushes it through her esophagus to the other side. Yeah. And you get that internal shot, too. One fucking awesome shot, but also, like, it sounded like she was panicking and fearing and she... That was crazy. That was great acting. I like that you say hooked when you say hooked. uh, For people that have ever played a little game called Overwatch, there's a character named Roadhog who throws a hook on a giant chain. Uh, Imagine five Roadhogs all throw their hooks into each one of your extremities and then pull them taut in different directions. Not to pull you apart, just hard enough to suspend you in mid-fucking air. Yep. And then... Another one, like, to the nape of the back of your neck to lean you back. Oh, God. Dude. Brutal. So cool. I love Hell Priest's chains that come out of of nowhere. Fucking love them. She's the OG Roadhog. (laughs) (laughs) Honest honest to God, I I would pay. I don't even play Overwatch that much anymore. Actually, I have been lately. But... I would pay for a Hell Priest Roadhog skin, even if it changes everything about that big, fat, sloppy <laughs> pig-looking dude. Turns it into the Hell Priest. I'll take it. Here's twenty bucks. Throw my money at the screen. Make it so. Yeah. I'll go get did pennies. It? Throw them at the screen. I totally bought the Mike Myers Dead by Daylight DLC and played it twice. There is a. <laughs> it's uh, so good. There is a uh, Pinhead DLC. Oh, there is too. Yeah. Wait, on Dead by Daylight? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm getting that. We started no, let, playing let, that again. Let's recently. tell Micah. Let's tell Micah. 
Yeah. He's... Shit, I'll play it again. If you're getting Pinhead, fuck it. Let's play it. Yeah, I'll get Penhead, dude. Okay. Yeah, all we need is one more person, and we have a full Brooks. squad. So it's so it's one of us being a killer, and uh, the rest of us being survivors. What, what are you guys playing it on anyway? I think it's cross platform. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think it's cross platform. Yeah, I play in PC while everybody plays on consoles. So I forget where okay. I have it. I might have it on console too. Is it free to play or is it? No, it's uh, it's twenty bucks to get the yeah, base game. Yeah. Yeah. Base game and like the six or seven that it comes with that are like the Generic. the wish dot com of whoever. Yeah, let's see. We, there is a uh, Nicholas Cage chapter. Oh, pack. Nicholas yeah. Cage is a new one Nick too. Nick Cage is in there. Yeah, dude. Uh, yes. Let's see what else we got. I kind of want all the killers yeah. in like survivors. Hell, it was so much fun playing the other night. We played last Thursday after Halloween. recording. Oh yeah. Aaron Elm Street. Yeah. Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, See, I have, the, face, I have the Halloween ghost one. face. I did enjoy playing that Friday the Thirteenth game a lot. It sucks that they got that weird licensing bullshit and had to cancel. Yeah, that was, dude. That's some of the most fun I've ever had playing an asymmetrical game. Like the stories that I have from like playing with you guys, mm-hmm. I'll never forget that game. I wish uh, there's another game like that that I really liked. Uh, evolve. I wish that wasn't that fucking paid transaction. Oh, I bought that when hell. it was when it was actually in when it was first released, and yeah. it flopped so hard. Yeah, I know it sucks. Yeah, it's not, and it had it had good it, potential to it. It, sure it just wasn't that great of a game. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and like I, I said, they, they monetized it, it to hell. Well, they monetized it to hell because they made it free to play. Like shortly after they released it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, they could have made it really awesome. Yeah, no, they could have. But I think it, I think that one was bad execution. But at the time, I think it's it was a little ahead of its time, too. It it was the the trail, the trailblazer for that. Like yeah, maybe yeah. it it wasn't the first one, but it evolved the genre. <gasps> and from there, it just kind of exploded. He said the thing. He did the thing. I saw the thing. No. Um, speaking of Evolve, how about these Cenobites? <laughs> <laughs> I really, yeah. I did like the Chatterer's new design. Not as much. Yeah. I, I prefer the one in number one is my all-time favorite where his skin, he doesn't have the eyes and like the barbed wires pulling his mouth open. Yeah. Uh Fun fact, Chatterer is Chatterer because he was a stand-up comedian in life and didn't know when to shut up. Really? Uh Uh-huh. So that's why he's... Now I just, like, I want to get into the history of all of the Cenobites. I'm, like, obsessed at this moment. Like, I got the the Clive Barker book because... The Hellbound Heart? Yeah. Nice, dude. It's a good read. I got that because of this, and now, like, there's comics and shit. Sign me up. Put that Mm -hmm. in my veins. Yeah, dude, this, Slap him this, dude, Hellraiser has some of the deepest lore of all like the 80s slashers because number one, there's a ton of Cenobites. Number two, they can make new Cenobites. Yeah. And it deals with hell. You know, it's badass. It deals with pain in such a different... I love the idea of this where it's like this, it, like, this is pleasure to them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're not coming from hell, they're coming from a different realm that ex- that teeters on the edge of what pleasure is, mm-hmm. you know. I, I like know. that they're the interpretation of hell in this. It's it's not like the fire and brimstone. A lot of time, it's a giant labyrinth, which is a play on a lot of things in this whole movie and the series. The it's TV like, show, like Hades. TV show yeah. Lucifer also did that sort of thing too. Everybody has yeah. their own personal hell. Mm. Which is cool. And that's what I always liked about the original Cenobites. Like I said, like Brooks mentioned your own personal hell, that each Cenobite gets turned based on like what their sin in life is. Like they, it references it back in some way. And I always thought that was clever. And I need to research this one more. There are some very obvious things. Like there's one of the Cenobites that shows up at the end. Uh, they call her the mother, but she's got like the belly and her hands are fused to it. Yes. Shit's wild. Like to know more about her. I 
really hope I didn't realize that this is this is a Hulu original. Like this didn't even get a theatrical release. Mm-mm. It grossed ten thousand dollars, so I'm sure it was shown at like a couple of festivals or whatever. That's I had no idea do. this was a Hulu movie. I really hope that they do more. Give me seventeen more of these. They do. I mean, they set it up, obviously. And I think that was obviously their intent. They want to do more. I think the director said he's got stuff ready. Dope. So hopefully, this did just come out last year. Let it brew for a bit. We'll see. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I'd like to see more. Plus, um, Clyde Barker also was in help produce. As well. So. Yeah, Clive, Clive Barker's on board. He loves it. Doug Bradley gave his blessing. He loved the the new pinhead. Mm-hmm. Sick. I was gonna say, was there uh is there was there any reads or interviews that anybody saw with Clive Barker or Doug Bradley? I know Doug Bradley okay. was a big fan. Stuff. Yeah, Bradley was a big fan, and that was after he got uh burned for not getting cast in some of the later ones. Or not, or yeah, refu- they, they, they changed actors on him. They recast him, and then... Uh, he was actually supposed to have a cameo on this one, but I think uh, COVID and then just scheduling uh, prevented it. So, um, But he would like to be involved, I, I did read. And I, should, Clive uh, Barker's a producer. Um, they I think bring he bring Bad- was... Bradley back as uh, the derelict. Puzzle or Garden. just anything. Mm-hmm. A good guy that maybe gets turned. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I do. I I do want to say I did like this movie. I do have a couple of small complaints. Hit me. Uh, one of them I don't like. Uh, that this movie turns into sort of thirteen ghosts. With <laughs> the, the, house. the house. I like the design of the house. I thought that was really cool. But then, uh, I didn't get how it becomes a prison when. We've seen them like be able to distort reality and they can come up through the floor and we've seen them do it in that exact room. I don't see why them being set in between two bars like prevents I them from doing anything. I don't think it has anything to do with the bars per se, but it's the actual design and layout on the bars. So it will it cuts at a certain point to uh, a wide shot outside the mansion when everything's out and it's in a very specific pattern. And also the skylight, mm-hmm. you can they can alter how it looks. It's almost like the box. Yeah. Um, so he can mimic like I'm not it's sure a- if Voight figured out. It's a like hell. how to align the patterns to make it so that they can't cross through. It's a hell Faraday cage. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. I, I can see that. I can't, the, I can't it, get it just, reception in here. <laughs> it seemed a little odd to me that they could pull a girl out of the back of a van and not actually be there. And then they were somehow stuck in this room. It. I just they did so much explanation for other things. And then they just kind of dropped that. And they're like. Oh, yeah, they're stuck here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, again, small one. Um, yeah, it's one of those that they gave hints to it uh, whenever uh, the chick was digging around the notes and stuff. You see yeah. the blueprints that have all these designs on it. it, it I didn't like, remember the blueprints. And, it's like, yeah. and for me, it was like, oh, that looks like the bars from the house earlier. And it's like, okay. I think I got an idea of what's going on here. It's to either yep. trap the Cenobites in or out of the house. So, And again, uh, my complaint is my generic complaint I make for all movies. Uh, this didn't need to be two hours. They could have cut. Nope. They could have cut 30, 20 minutes in here. They could have cut 15, easily. 20 minutes easily. Pretty easily, I feel. Uh, so other than that, though. Overall, I, I did really enjoy this movie. I think it was a very nice uh, tribute while doing its own thing, and I like the own things that they did take on with it. Uh, the new Cenobite design, where everything is just based off of their skin, fantastic. Looks so much cooler than all the leather. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more of the Hell Realm itself, because uh, we did visit that in... The very first Hellraiser that gets more elaborate as it goes on. 
And hopefully we just get to delve into that more if we do get a sequel and some more awesome Cenobites as well. Uh, the makeup work in this, fantastic, man. All around great. Yeah, the makeup work was great. I I really enjoy... Okay, so this goes against everything that I said about the first two movies earlier. Like, I really enjoy the first two movies. And yeah, super low budget. But it did make me laugh every time, like, somebody was exploded by the Roadhog hooks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and how distorted faces got. Like, that was really cool and looked great for the budget they they had. But this movie was so visceral when it came to, like, the punishment and the blood effects were great. The visuals were great. I thought I thought that was pretty awesome. I'm always a sucker for the use of more practical-ish effects. And that definitely, this movie definitely delivered, still had that Hellraiser vibe on the on the effects and the actual methods of killing in this movie, which was definitely very nice. One that you mentioned, Sean, another one that I, a little touch that I like is that they did sort of delve into each one has their own sort of method of torture. Like we, we get that hell priest has the chains and the hooks, whereas the gasp, uh, she has like, like you said, the, the wire razor wire, just thin wire, whatever. And she uses that. And uh, I, I would love like again. I'd like to have seen more uh, of what Chatter some of these bites. other guys get. to Chatter make. or bites, like right before they stab him with the box, and he's he did bite Homeboy, hogged yeah. to death. He all he wants to do is pin you up against something and just eat you. Just <laughs> Chatter is so unnerving too. I love that dude. And this yeah. movie too is is really awesome. And that's he's also the one that was like the least changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, also, also, Gasp was pretty similar to the um, the help. I'm not sure if she was called Gasp in the first two, but there's I think they call one her that, Angelique. Okay, she looks just like I thought mm-hmm. it was an updated Angelique. She becomes like Pinhead's main squeeze. Yeah. Sw- fucking get it, dude! And they get they do get it, baby. Hell yeah! <laughs> Rub um, your padlocks together <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, we didn't touch actually we didn't really touch upon this Voight does uh finish the puzzle again yep which he tries to blackmail the cenobites and or leviathan being like hey i got you guys trapped ho 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 this is a cage not a fortress ho 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 leviathan, uh, just let me fuck. die please get this thing out of here and pinhead has just such great dialogue and yep. how it's so cold mm-hmm. cold and articulate and just ugh, cold is the best word that i can think of um so he chooses to instead he wants power he doesn't want pleasure he wants power that is his big thing so what better power to have than to have the power to be inflicting this pain on everybody mm-hmm. so Choosing power turns you into a Cenobite. I love that he gets all healed up. And like, as soon as it's all 100% and he feels good, then Leviathan just jams another giant chain giant right hook. into his fucking chest cavity. And pulls him so up awesome. it. And then the last scene of this movie is just watching parts of his body flay. Mm. And Made like, me so as he fucking becomes- comfortable. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, dude, when his mouth flays open. Yeah. Oh. It was like one big long version of that comic where like the person has the hangnail and they peel the it hangnail. And, it, and it runs all the way up the finger. Yeah, it was just that. The whole time I was like, ah, squirming and yeah, making that. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh. It was good though. It had a, yeah. got a brilliant visceral reaction out of me. So success. Yeah. And you Very saw good. Dong. Yeah. Dude, full Manhattan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Brooks said, <laughs> that's it's, uh, not, it's not the full money; it's the full Manhattan. The full Manhattan. <laughs> well, boys, what do you say we fucking uh, shut the fuck up? We rate this bitch, and uh, then yeah. we go do some sinning so we can get some Cenobites to come after us. God damn! Good. I've got the perfect rating. All righty. Well, Brooks, why don't you start it off? How about Brooks? You give to me 
I'll give to Sean. Sean, give to Brooks. Brooks, if you took mine, <laughs> I swear to fuck. You'll what, Sean? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even think of it, but no. I bet I know what it is, too. Now, All right, I go ahead. All right. Kyle, between uh, one and 137 pins jammed into your head. <laughs> I think I I think I got him I think Uh, you picked the one Sean was going for (laughs) yeah okay how many how many pins would you give this movie okay so like I said uh the the issues aside with it uh for the most part it's a very competent movie it doesn't treat you stupid at any point uh very well done Nice homage to the originals if you love them. If you've never seen the original Hellraisers, you can easily start with this one. It will affect you in absolutely 0%. You do not have to have seen any previous ones. Uh, Overall, it's very solid. So out of 137, I'm going to give it a pretty fucking high-ranking 120, to be honest. Which is higher than I expected going into this, but I did really like this. And like I said, scoring it below one and two is not a knock on this movie because I hold both of those in high regard. And I think this one easily is up there with those. Uh, So it's by no means a knock. I think this movie is fucking fantastic. It was great to watch and I do want to watch it again. I enjoyed all of it. It makes you feel uncomfortable. That fucking thing sticking out of Voight's chest and when they zoom in on the actual nerves every time they spin them up, oh, ah, yeah. gets that, me every dude, time. Dude, that's making so. me cringe. Yeah, so it's very well done. It gets reactions out of you, which is what I think art needs to do. And this is art, so hell yeah, all around. 120 pins in my motherfucking head, dog. Dude, that is a higher score than I thought that you were going to mm-hmm. give it. <laughs> me too. So, let's go. Uh-huh. Sean, mine's not as high ranking, but let's say, Sean... That you are a troubled young girl who's just had a fight and you've ran out of your brother's apartment and you're on a playground and you're spinning around. And in your hand... Any less on the nose? In your hand, you have 10 different little pills you could take and a mindless throwing into your mouth action. How many of those pills are you swallowing? I just love how you gave him 10 and Sean hates that number. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, do you got, I obviously you had to take medication, Kyle. Did you ever have like a pill cutter? Like one of those oh, sure. things where you put I actually just bought like another this? one for Bentley's medication because we have to give him half pills. I, ha- I bought a pill cutter like two weeks ago. Sick dude. I'm breaking out my old trusty pill cutter. I'm cutting one of them bad boys in half and I'm, and I'm eating nine and a half. Damn. All right, dog. Dude, I really enjoyed this movie. I should have watched it last night when it was like dark out Mm -hmm. and I was pretty stoned, but uh, I didn't. I definitely turned all the lights off and got cozy. Dude. Oh man. I watched it in like broad daylight today, (laughs) like cramming in the afternoon. I wish I watched this at night in the dark. Uh, This movie fucking rocked. Going from watching the other two for the first time over the last couple of weeks with like the low production values and those and like the terrible acting, like Mm -hmm. the acting in those is real bad to a movie that's it's crisp. I am a little bummed that it was two hours long. I looked it up this morning. I'm like, fuck, fuck. (laughs) I really need an hour and a half long movie on a Thursday. Um, Seeing that had me bummed, but. Dude, the visuals were killer. The acting was awesome. I loved the Cenobites and the art design behind them. And I just want to see more. I want to see, I want more of these movies very badly. Agree. Uh, so hopefully they get some of those green lit and they come out s- soon. I'll send the director uh, our episode here and we'll be like, we're all for it, bro. Yeah, that's really the only thing he's probably been waiting on. He just didn't know it. He needed us. David Bruckner. You saw a picture of my screen? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I took a picture. I literally, I Googled 
how many pins does Pinhead have on his oh, face and head, shit. right? And then as Brooks was saying, on a scale of one, two, uh, I got excited because I was like, oh, there's no way he has to think about 137. If he Damn. was doing that, he would just know it. Shawnee, good news. The director for Hellraiser, he's directed two segments on two of the VHS movies. Oh. And we talked about VHS last week, did we not? Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were talking about like the shitty, like straight to no. VHS no. of these. No, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I want to no, see VHS. About, he did VHS. one on VHS, the original, and then he did one on VHS 85. And he also directed The Ritual, which is a Netflix original horror movie, which also kicks mad ass and has a great, great creature design. Hell yeah. That's what's up. So, hell yeah. Brooks. Yo. Brooks. I'm not going to deviate that far from what I was originally going to do. But, Brooks, let's say that you're a power-hungry, power-greedy, sadistic piece of shit. I mean, that, let's not have to stretch this too far. Too far, no. <laughs> we're, we're pretty on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that uh, you've solved this puzzle. And you have chosen to... You have chosen to take power, and you're going to become a Cenobite. Lucky for you, you don't have to go through any hair removal process because well, <laughs> the good Lord took care of that for you. But we do see in Voight a bunch of pins going into his body. Um, to you know, Everybody's like studded, which is awesome. I dig the studded, you know, the cheek piercings. Oh, sign me the fuck up, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> baby. Uh, I'm going to have a part in this and I am the new hell priest and I'm going to help by uh, removing a handful of pins from my head, my 137 pins from my head. And I'm going to stick them through your neck, much like Nora did. Now this is okay for you because you want to look badass. So on a scale of one to 37 of my 137 pins that I'm taking out of my head, to push through your neck, how many pins are you having me push through your neck? Not that you have a choice, but if you were to will it into existence. If I had a choice. You don't. I would say <laughs> that I would have 34 pins, I think. Um, so... I love the original Hellraiser movies and this just felt like one of those original movies just updated. Like the feeling was very similar. Uh, Some of the music score was similar as well. Very similar. So it was like, oh, that sounds like Hellraiser. So it's like, okay. So, uh, I mean... The designs were on point. I'm, I'm, I agree that it was a little bit long. Uh, but other than that, I felt like it was a good Hellraiser movie. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't know if there was more. No, I've, I was done there. I was like, wait, are we done? Maybe. <laughs> you just happened to end at the exact same time that I was looking for the runtime of our movie for next week, gentlemen, which is my choice. Oh, hook me up, baby. Tales from the Hood comes yep. in at a whopping one hour, 38 minutes. Oh, hell yeah. Let's That's go, 20 boys. minutes shorter than this movie. There's four stories jammed into that one hour, 38 minutes. It's going to clip right along, boys. I'm excited. Yo, I haven't I'm watched hype. Tales from I'm the Hood super hype. in probably it's, 10 years. I'm going on probably about 20. Pro- yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's been a long fucking time. I've, yeah. I remember the stories. I don't remember a lot about them. So, yeah. Hmm. Pretty hype. I think well, it'll be a fun episode for us to talk to. We'll have a lot to discuss because, like I said, there'll be four different stories we're going to break through. So, mm-hmm. pretty hype on that. And then closing out this beautiful, beautiful month. With uh, a little gory side scrolling beat em up with Rick 
in Splatterhouse. I don't, I don't know how I remember his name is Rick, but I'll, I'll never forget the the dude's name from Splatterhouse is Rick. Yep. Nice. Maybe I'll say Rick a couple more times. I don't know. Rick. Ah. Uh, other than that, though, man, Shawnee, great fucking choice, dog. Yeah. Yeah. You hear? You heard it here, folks. This movie rocks. Send. Tell David Bruckner to make like a hundred more of these movies. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. Yeah. Phone it in on the last fifty. I'll watch them. I'll, I'll kick in twenty bucks to be a producer. You don't have to give me EP for that small amount, but I would like a producer credit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Brooksy, I love you, buddy. Thanks for spending another week of Brookstober with us. I'll, it's wild. You have your whole fucking month dedicated to you. <laughs> uh, I do, and you know, well, well deserved, I should say. Ah, yeah, fair enough. There, there's that that void charisma yeah. we were cashing in on earlier. <laughs> Yeah, this is why you're going to be a fucking Cena by you, psychopath. <laughs> hey, my my uncle said that there's a fine line between a psychopath and genius, so. Yeah. Okay. He said that to I'm, me I'm at a very young age. And Brooks embraced it. And totally. Beat up fine line. All the geese at the pond. And he said, oh, I'm a genius! Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, pray for me. Russell Wilson needs to start throwing a football. Go for it, Russell Wilson. And uh, until next time, audience, come hang out. I have such sights to show you. Wait, who are you asking, me or Sean? I am asking Sean. Okay. All right. All right, Sean, would you yes. rather um, be allergic to milk and be tempted the rest of your life or be allergic to bees and have a nest right outside your door? I'd rather be allergic to milk. I don't even care about milk. I haven't bought milk in years. That's a lie. I bought milk a couple weeks ago. But I throw away three quarters of each carton that I buy. Because I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. That one. Sorry, Brooks. Hey. I know you live in pain, but I won't. I I actually don't. To be fair, I have very little. I don't really have a sweet tooth. This is nice. I'm more of a like a... A good steak or a good hamburger is like he's my... less like a sweet tooth, more like a Pennywise. <laughs>